Hate, blame, and victimhood are all signs of emotional immaturity and self-centeredness or narcissism, all recipes for a disastrous future. And the antidote for these poor character qualities in our kids is to help bring them out of a state of immaturity and dependence to a state of maturity and independence. Of course, at the same time, we should always be teaching our kids to have an overarching dependence on our Creator, particularly for the things that are out of their control. And that starts with teaching them to rely on God for their worldview, their moral character, and the ability to love and forgive others. In today's diverse society, doing so becomes a guard against pride, bigotry, and racism also. An acceptance of and a dependency on the person of Jesus Christ truly is the antidote for healing America from the poison of hate, blame, and victimhood that seems to be so prevalent today. We'll break it all down next on Licensed to Parent. Well, hi, and welcome back, and thanks for making time for us today. Our host on Licensed to Parent is Trace Embry, founder and director of Shepherd's Hill Academy, a year-long Christ-centered residential program helping teens in crisis. I'm Rich Rosel, and Trace, we are seeing in the news quite frequently these days resurgent claims of racism and bigotry mm. that personally I've not seen since the 1960s. Yeah. There's, there's a spirit of hate, of blame, victimhood, and entitlement in many of today's young people that has college campuses, for example, looking like war zones. Yeah. Now, I would argue that the administrators of these colleges are uh, perhaps missing some good opportunities. In fact, rather than taking leadership and keeping things the way they should be, they're cowering and apologizing for who knows what now. So, mm -hmm. well, here's the question, and actually it's a four-part question. Are American kids more hateful, bigoted, and entitled than they've ever been? If so, why? And do we as parents have any responsibility in any of this? And if so, how can we help correct course? Hmm. Well, Rich, I, I think these kids are more confused and misinformed than anything else. Uh, I think they're just spewing what the remnant of the hippie generation, who are now their professors— have been given allowance to fill their minds with. It's a politically correct rhetoric that they feel is key to the advancement of their own personal careers and or agendas. And I'm talking the professors here. Yeah, uh, I think many of these professors and, and administrators alike have actually come to believe what they've been uh, learning and now teaching to their students over the years. It aligns with what the mainstream media is propagating for those very same self-serving motives. And I'm talking news people who are often the students of these very same kind of professors. And, and, and now together, they're all brainwashing your kids and mine on college campuses and in the media. These folks, while often, you know, with all good intentions, we know where that road leads to, have simply bought into some false premises right from the jump. And, and when you buy into false premises, Rich, you can, you can craft a case that makes the rest of any story seem plausible. And when the hearers of those arguments from those false premises are young, impressionable, spoiled, entitled snowflake millennials who've been given everything without ever attaching reward to achievement and who've grown up learning about life from other spoiled and entitled millennials rather than mature adults from social media on the very devices that were provided for them by, by their spoiled and entitled parents because they couldn't otherwise afford them themselves, then it's easy to see how all this can take place. And yeah, generally speaking, many parents and even grandparents are very culpable for the hate, blame, and victim mentality of today's kids. I mean, besides having these liberal concepts crammed down their, their own throats for the past 50 years, 50 plus years, without thinking about the facts and logic of it all, 
They, too, have blindly accepted many of these entitlement ideas because they were spoiled themselves. And I'm talking the parents here, uh, whether it be from government entitlements or from well-to-do parents who paid for and sent their kids to any number of liberal colleges. So whether they're rich or poor or black or white or any combination of the above, there's an entitlement mentality, uh, and there's been an entitlement mentality brewing for the last few generations now. There was a time when you had to have an above-average IQ or, or at least a hungry willingness to learn just to go to college and make it through. But today it's a rite of passage, and, and yet no one really knows why. Uh, parents send their kids to school just because they think that's the key to success. And meanwhile, we can't find any plumbers or electricians or carpenters or any other tradesmen to fix or build anything anymore. And, and certainly we can't find anyone to harvest our fields or mow our lawns or, you know, clean our hotel rooms or, think, you know, entry-level jobs. I mean, we, we, we can't find people like that anymore without importing that kind of help from people who aren't spoiled or entitled. These people are hungry and willing to work. Our entitled and spoiled snowflake generation of young people would rather protest on their parents' dime, no less, on the overpaid and underproducing college campuses their parents sent them off to. Now, if these kids learned any work ethic as young people, they'd be holding down jobs to help pay for their schooling. But they don't have to. The he who dies with the most toys wins generation has done it for them. That generation was too busy with their careers, or in the case of poor people, making ends meet to properly teach their kids those values. It was easier to let someone else teach their kids those values or lack thereof. So consequently, these spoiled snowflakes have nothing but time on their hands to protest and riot and regurgitate all the liberal rhetoric, hate, and revisionist history that's been crammed down their throats by the entertainment and information microphones of our postmodern overindulged culture. And they're learning a lot of that in college. The bottom line is that our, our kids, they don't like themselves because of all this garbage, Rich. I see it all the time here at Shepherd's Hill. But because they have no character... Not only can't they blame themselves for it, they can't pull themselves up by their bootstraps either. It's just too easy to blame, hate, and play the victim card. So yeah, I do hold parents accountable for producing this mentality in their kids. And one of the goals of this program is to help parents truly love their kids by not giving them fish, but teaching them how to fish, as any good parent must. Hmm. Well, Trace, let me bring today's guest into our conversation. Uh, Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson is one of the most courageous, outspoken critics of the modern-day civil rights establishment in America today. He grew up without his father on a plantation near Tuskegee, Alabama in the Jim Crow era and participated in the civil rights movement. He moved to Los Angeles and about 28 years ago underwent what he calls a spiritual transformation. Uh, he founded Bond, which is a nationally recognized nonprofit organization dedicated to rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. And for the past 27 years, Bond has been helping men and families with counseling services, mentoring, monthly forums for men and women, town hall meetings, prison ministry, annual fatherhood and men's conferences, and the Bond Entrepreneurship Academy for men and boys. I wish I had had something like that to go through myself as a young man. Jesse is a radio and television talk show host. He's a speaker and the author of several books, including one we're going to be talking about today, his latest called The Antidote, Healing America from the Poison of Hate, Blame, and Victimhood. Uh, Mr. Peterson writes a weekly column for WND.com, which I still call WorldNet Daily, and he appears as a media commentator on Fox News, CNN, and many other national TV and radio networks. Well, Jesse, welcome to Licensed to Parent. 
Thank you guys for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. Hey, tell us a little bit about uh, uh, your book, The Antidote. Uh, what what, uh, what are you trying to get people to, uh, uh, to glean from that? That's a good question. I've written several books over the years, and uh, finally I got the opportunity to write the one I really wanted to write. I got a call one day from my publisher, and he asked me if I had a book inside of me and I asked, are you offering me a deal? And he said, yes. And so I said, yes, I have a book inside of me then. And the only thing I asked is that I was able to write what I really wanted to write. And that was about the family and the impact that it has on children's life when it's out of order. And so he said, yes, you can write, write whatever you want. And so I wrote the antidote. And in the antidote, I prove that black Americans uh, are not suffering due to racism. There is no such thing as racism. Racism has never existed. It is a lie that's been made up by the children of the lie. And they made that up in order to control the people so that they may gain power and wealth. And whenever they use that word racism, white people go in fear and give these folks whatever they want. Hmm. And black people go into a hypnotic trance because of their anger, and they do whatever the race hustlers want them to do. Mm-hmm. Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, the NAACP, mm-hmm. uh, the black uh, uh, politicians, the liberal media, the uh, social justice white uh, warriors, uh, they all keep black Americans in a fallen state of anger and demoralized because you can't control a moral people, you have to demoralize them. Mm-hmm. And so they keep them in this false state of, of so-called racism so that they can control them. Well, you, you said, um, or I've, I've heard white people talk like you're talking right now, uh, <laughs> uh, who, who understand uh, the race hustler uh, uh, idea and, 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 and what the agenda of guys like Jesse Jackson and, and Al Sharpton have in mind. Uh, I haven't heard too many black folks say this, but when you say racism never existed, how do you explain the KKK? I mean, uh, the lynchings that went on across America. I mean, I've seen it firsthand, and and for you to say this never happened, it, I'm, you know, I, you must have a logical explanation for saying that, or you wouldn't say it. And I just need to hear that. <laughs> you know. Um... The Bible says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, right. but against spirits and principalities and evil and wickedness in high places. Our battle is a spiritual battle. Absolutely It's right. a warfare between good and evil. It's not a physical one. Mm-hmm. And the KKK, they hated black people. And so the destruction that they brought upon some black people were due to their hatred of them, mm-hmm. not their color. Whenever you're an angry person, you're separated from God to be your own God, so you're, al- you're always judging others. And when you judge others, you'll do whatever you can to hurt them. Yeah. When they had slavery in America, there were black people who owned slaves as well. Right, right. And, and so I asked the race hustlers, was that racism? They said, no, that's not racism. What's the <laughs> difference? You know, in Africa right now, and in some uh, uh, Muslim countries, Blacks are enslaved by other blacks and Muslims. I ask, is that racism? They say no. So they don't truly believe in racism themselves. They just have used that word and said it for so many years, and now you have everybody saying it. It seemed to be true, 
but it's a lie. Mm-hmm. Even so, white Americans gave black people Barack Obama, thinking that well, if we give these people a black president, maybe then they would know that we are not against them. But instead, it got worse rather than getting better because we are trying to solve a spiritual problem, a moral problem mm-hmm. with a physical manner, and that's never going to work. Well, that part of the equation, I definitely understand. Yeah. I mean, that, I, 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 I truly get that. Well, let me shift gears here just a little bit. If, if a white father living in suburban America uh, tried to explain to his kids that many of the shootings on the south side of Chicago were due to the fact that so many homes in that area are devoid of fathers, uh, that same white father might be considered a racist by his own kids, especially if they went to public school. So what counsel do you give that white father? It's unfortunate that white parents would sacrifice their children in that manner. I agree. They should not send their children to these public schools because those schools are teaching the kids to hate white people, to blame white people for everything, mm-hmm. to put guilt in the hearts and minds of young white children. Right. And fathers and mothers have a responsibility, especially fathers, they have a responsibility to protect their children from evil. But because white people, not all, not all, not all, try to be nice and prove that they're not so-called racist, they're sacrificing their children to evil. And they're going to pay a price for that. I have to agree with you. I've seen it. Uh, but let me flip that, that that very same question and ask you this. If a black father living in suburban America tried to explain to his kids that many of the shootings in the south side of Chicago were due to the fact that so many homes in that area were devoid of fathers, that same black father might be considered an Uncle Tom by his own kids. So That's right. Especially if, if, if they went to public school, what counsel do you give that father? Tell the truth, the same thing. Take your children out of the public school system. Hmm. You can homeschool. Right. You can fight for the voucher system. So you can take your tax dollars and send your kids to a private school, a Christian school. We as parents have responsibility to protect our children. But parents are so afraid and selfish and into looking for love that they are willing to, and, and then they're trying to please their enemies they're willing to sacrifice their children just to just to get along, yeah. and that's not turning out very well. Right. You yeah. know, in the antidote, I write about Michael Brown and Trayvon Martin, and Trayvon Martin down in Florida had bad parents. His parents failed him. Mm-hmm. They were no good. His father and mother were not together. Um, Trayvon's mother was not the most patient mother that you ever want to meet. And his father was no good. He tried to live with his father. That didn't work out well. And so Trayvon Martin didn't get love from his parents. And as a result, he became a thug. Mm-hmm. And went out, he got expelled from school several times. Um, if you looked at his website, he had pot and a gun and everything else. The guy was a thug. Yeah. And when Joyce Zimmerman defended himself from Trayvon Martin, instead of the race hustlers telling the truth, and said, hey, you need to raise your children because this is what happens when you don't. They blame it on white people. They call it racism uh, because they don't have any love for the people. They only love power, and they need this kind of stuff happening so that they can use that for themselves. So what I hear you saying is uh, these race hustlers uh, are basically selling their own people, uh, I'm, I'm talking multitudes, millions of people, down uh, uh, the tubes for a lie to line their own pockets and their own ego? Is that, is that what I'm hearing you say? 100%. 
Wow. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent is the Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, founder and president of Bond, the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny. That's a nonprofit that's dedicated to rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. You can find out more about Bond by going to rebuildingtheman.com. And uh, Mr. Peterson is also the author of the book we've been talking about, The Antidote, Healing America from the Poison of Hate, Blame, and Victimhood. This is Licensed to Parent, back with more conversation in just a moment. In today's digital age, there's more access than ever to digital devices. With technology constantly evolving to make our lives easier, is it any wonder that many feel as though they just can't live without it? Digital addiction can be just as chemically debilitating as drugs. Time in front of a screen can drastically affect the life of your child. For starters, your child may choose technology over simple things like playing outside and engaging in exercise, acquiring a job and gaining life experience. To learn more about how digital addiction can affect your child, visit helpmytroubledteen.org, click on resources, and look for the article, What is Digital Addiction? Parenting isn't easy. Shepherd's Hill Academy wants to equip you with resources for all areas and issues of life. Discover a variety of ebooks, podcasts, links, and more to help you navigate the parenting landscape. Helpmytroubledteen.org. Is your teen's behavior dangerous? Your child's behavior may seem incredibly volatile during the teenage years. Sometimes the signs and symptoms come and go quickly as your child is growing, but other times behaviors are developed and nurtured that will lead to unhealthy choices. Here are a few items to consider. Does your teen refuse to abide by anything you say or request? Is your teen displaying behavior that's a marked change from what has been normal? Has your teen become increasingly disrespectful, dishonest, and disobedient, and openly rebellious? Go to HelpMyTroubledTeen.org and take the quiz, Is My Teen Troubled? While some behavioral issues are minor and best resolved at home, there are warning signs that your teen may need a more structured approach to get them on a healthy, constructive path. And Shepherd's Hill Academy is here to help. Visit HelpMyTroubledTeen.org and click on Is My Teen Troubled? Help My Troubled Teen. This is Licensed to Parent, the radio outreach of Shepherd's Hill Academy. You'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. And while there, you can find this conversation and past conversations covering a wide variety of parenting topics. And our guest today is the Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, author of the book, The Antidote, Healing America from the Poison of Hate, Blame, and Victimhood. And uh, Jesse, something that is all over the news these days is white privilege. And as a white guy, I never recognized that as a young man. But, you know, I, I've heard the arguments in favor of it, and there may be some truth to it. There may, you know, I, I don't know how far that goes. But what are your thoughts on it, and especially what are your thoughts on how that is influencing the way African-American kids are being raised these days? You know, um, there's no such thing as white privilege. That's just another method used by the children of the lie in order to keep so-called people of color angry so that they can manipulate and control and get what they want. No such thing as white privilege. If, if there was privilege, the blacks are getting it more than the whites are getting it, 
for the example, affirmative action. They give out affirmative action based on color. And the color is the black folks. It's not the white folks. Mm. Well, you know, I, because it costs them their career, their reputation, and perhaps any flourishing in the future, I'm sure you'd agree that many white folks have been jumping through a lot of hoops to keep from being labeled racist. Is this, yes, sir. Is this ultimately a good thing for black folks uh, or white folks? And how, how should uh, the parents of both races address this issue with their kids? Well, they need to tell the truth, especially if they claim to be Christians. Christians know, true Christians, those who have been born again of God, they know that the battle is spiritual, mm-hmm. and they know that we wrestle, with the, the fight is between good and evil. And so if they truly love God with all their heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else, they would tell their children the truth, because it's not based on color. They would tell them it's not true about racism. There's no such thing as white supremacists. It's either right or wrong, good or evil. Mm-hmm. And the kids would believe their parents and they would start seeing it, and they would love their parents, and that love, which is of God, would cause them to speak up and fight back in the right way, then this stuff would start to end. But as long as the Christians are going along with the lie, it's only going to get worse. Yeah, I think I hear you saying if people will just come and start getting in, into the stride of God, the natural outworking of that will be a love for all people. You know, it would be natural. That's right. right. And if you truly love God, perfect love casts out fear. Mm-hmm. And so anyone who has fear should re-examine their relationship with God mm-hmm. because you cannot have fear and have the love of God operating through you. It seems like you're a ministry, uh, your ministry rather is similar to ours, uh, that of trying to get folks to see the world through the eyes of God, through Jesus Christ, yes. objectively, truthfully, and with the heart of grace and love and a spirit of forgiveness from all and, and for all people, regardless of, uh, of their race, history, or, or religious background that they happen to come from. Uh, if that's true, why wouldn't all parents want to teach their, their children these things? You know, that's a really good question. I, I'm starting to believe that there are a lot of... Uh, people who are Christians in namesake only. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and, and so because it's only in namesake, they don't have the insight uh, or the common sense that comes from God. Right. And so they really cannot truly see what's going on. Because right. if you can see, there's no way you would not tell your children and anyone the truth because you would want them to wake up as well mm. by returning to God. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's the blind leaders of the blind, mm-hmm. and that's why for the last 27 years we've been working overtime around the world to wake up people, to get them to forgive, to forgive your parents first so that mm-hmm. God can forgive you. And then once he forgives you, he draw you in and allow you to see. Then you can see that it is a spiritual battle and not a physical one. Yeah. How are people blinded to the facts? How is this? How does this happen? Because it starts in the home. There is a spiritual order to life. Mm-hmm. And that order is God in Christ. Amen. Christ in man. Amen. Man over woman and woman over children. And what men don't realize and women don't realize today is that the man is the Christ in the home. Mm-hmm. That the love and the light and the guidance and the patience and everything come down from God through Christ, through the Father, through the wife, through the children. Mm-hmm. And when the Father is not the Christ in the home, 
He leaves his wife and children open where evil can come in and deceive. And so a lot of women, not all, but most are angry at their fathers for not being there and their mothers who have turned them away from their fathers because she hated their, their father. And the worst thing that can happen to a child, whether male or female, is to turn them away from their fathers. Mm-hmm. Because when you turn them away from their fathers, you turn them away from God. And so, you bec- uh, so these kids, they end up hating their mothers. They're angry at their mothers. And instead of telling them to forgive their mothers because the mothers couldn't help it, it was wrong, but they couldn't help it. And when you forgive, God will forgive you, then you can go free. But we're not dealing with that. And so the kids are growing up angry, and they go out into the world, and the children of the lie tap into that anger and use them for their own personal gain. Well, I hope our audience is listening to this because as a director of Shepherd's Hill Academy, I mean, we do have more white kids than black kids here, but we do have both. And I can tell you what you have just said is absolutely 100% right on. I, yeah. I, I get so many families that come through here where the kids are angry, uh, largely because dad uh, is, is not really taking the bull by the horns and being the man that God's calling to be. So what you just said there, and again, folks, I hope mm. you heard that. There, there, it doesn't make sense to a lot of people because I think, as you said, Jesse, they've been blinded by, uh, by our culture, uh, by the enemy, of course, through our culture. And um, they, don't, they don't know what the Word of God says about anything. Yeah. <laughs> it starts in the home first, though, because if they had the Christ leading the home, then they wouldn't become angry. And so when they go out into the world, they would not be deceived. Mm-hmm. Or if they should be deceived, it will only be for a moment. Yeah. They yeah. will return back to what is right. Yeah. I, I do want to tell you that not all, not all, but most children, young and old, are not angry at their fathers. They are yearning for the father. That's exactly you know, right. Deep down, way down in the bottom of their soul, there is a yearning like something is missing. That's exactly right. That, yeah, it doesn't matter how much money you have, where you live, what color you are. If you have not been raised one with your father, it leaves a void. Mm-hmm. And until you return to your father, that void would never be fulfilled. That's why Christ said there would come a day when I return the children to the father. This is young and old children to their fathers and the fathers to the children. And until that happens, you're never going to have peace. You must return to the father. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Peterson, for being with us today. It was fun. I truly enjoyed talking to you guys. Let's do it again. I hope to meet you the next time I'm in that area. Let's do it. Please stop by. Thanks a lot. God bless you. Our guest today on Licensed to Parent has been the Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson, founder and president of Bond. And again, that's the Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, a nonprofit dedicated to rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. You can learn more at rebuildingtheman.com and you can find his book, The Antidote, Healing America from the Poison of Hate, Blame, and Victimhood on amazon.com and on his website, jessieleepeterson.com. And you'll find us online at licensedtoparent.org. You can also find past programs uh, that you can listen to that cover a variety of topics of interest to intentional parents just like you. You can also check out and subscribe to Trace's blog. Now, while you're there, I do invite you to become one of our ministry partners of License to Parent. It does cost a lot of money to produce a national radio program, and we can't do that without your help. 
It also costs a lot to send a child to a year-long residential program like Shepherd's Hill, and that's why your donations are so vital. When you give to support this ministry, you enable us to continue helping families through this radio outreach and through our Shepherd's Hill Scholarship Fund. Remember, all donations are tax-deductible, and you can give securely online at LicensedToParent.org. Our guest coordinator on Licensed to Parent is Daniel Fasina. Our technical producer is Carl Peets. For Trace Embry, I'm Rich Rosal. If you are blessed by today's program, please tell a friend and then plan to be with us again next time to renew your License to Parent. And remember, folks, if you don't train your children, somebody else will. God bless you. See you next time.